I don't know about you, but autumn always feels like a time of year for fresh starts. For me, probably even more so than the new year. I think it's that new school year feeling, the fresh exercise books, the crisp new uniform and getting back into that routine again. I may have left school a really long time ago now, but that feeling has never quite left me. And this year I'm making a few changes of my own, giving myself more space for creativity, allowing myself to rush around less and paying a bit more attention to my own need to look after myself in a phase of my life that's starting to feel a little bit different. And I know from many of my clients that they feel the same at the start of the autumn. They're all full of plans and hopes and goals for how they want to show up and look after themselves over the coming months. It's a really, really exciting time. But I also know from experience that it's tempting to sprint out of those blocks before coming to something of a grinding halt once the reality of a busy new term starts to kick in. Plans that seem so shiny and bright at the end of the summer start to feel a little bit dulled. So this year, I want to help you make sure that doesn't happen, that we can take our new school year enthusiasm and translate that into something which lasts and takes us all the way through the end of the year in a blaze of energy, confidence and optimism. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Welcome back. I hope you are all having a wonderful week, whatever you're up to right now. As we're approaching the start of September right now, I thought now would be a great time to talk about fresh starts, but more importantly, about how to maintain that early enthusiasm. As we all know, starting something can sometimes feel really easy. That's the best bit, isn't it? We feel on a high with all of our new goals and those wonderful promises of a golden future. And we have a certain energy that definitely carries us through those early weeks. But How many of us have started that way and then started to fade off within those first few weeks when that enthusiasm just starts to wear off? I think most of us have been there at some point, hey? And that can be really, really frustrating. And then we start blaming ourselves for not having the willpower or whatever it is we think we need to carry through and we just stop dead. So for many of us, the work is not always in the starting. That's kind of the easy bit sometimes. It's in carrying on and the maintenance that's where the work really, really has to happen. So we need to be prepared for what's going to happen and have a plan to counteract it. Let's not pretend that everything's going to be different this time and we're just going to keep that enthusiasm going and everything's going to be wonderful and golden and we're going to be a different person and everything will be right with our lives and let us do it. Let's be realistic. Let's plan for what's coming down the road so that we can negotiate those little hurdles as and when they come. Today, I've got top five tips for you. This is the work that needs to be done before you get started, though. So don't wait until things start to drop off before you do this work. Do it before you get started. It's going to put you in a much better place and it's going to mean that you're well prepared to get going. So I'm going to be including a brief visualization in this as well. 
If you're not in the right place to do that right now, that's fine. You can come back to it later. And what I'll do is I'll pop a timestamp into the show notes so you can find it easily when you need to revisit it later on. It's an exercise I've done with my clients before and it works an absolute treat. Right, onwards. Tip number one, do not get carried away. We all do this, don't we? We go hell for leather from day one. We wake up full of enthusiasm, full of the joy of it, full of the kind of hopes for how amazing everything's going to feel. We're not going to sustain it. I hate to rain in your parade here. You will not sustain it. That early enthusiasm might keep get you going in the first place, but it's not going to stay. I've seen it way too many times before. In fact, if I get a new member into, say, ChickFit Online, for example, and they're suddenly there every Monday morning. They've done their workout for the week. They feel amazing. Oh my God, this is awesome. It's the best thing ever. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like, okay, just to hold your horses for a few weeks time when suddenly they disappear a little bit and they're not there so much and the enthusiasm has started to wane. And what I will always do in those situations is say, just try and hold back a bit. Try not to go for it straight away because you're going to burn out. It's going to happen. So try not to burn out too quickly. And we do, we get overtaken by our enthusiasm. We think, this is it. I feel amazing. I feel awesome. I'm just going to go for it. It's going to be brilliant. And then when it starts to fade, when something crops up in life, you know, life gets busy. We've got a busy period at work. I don't know. One of the kids gets sent home with a sickness bug, whatever happens. And we then can't keep that momentum up we start to fade away and we start to think to ourselves, oh, well, there we go. What's the point? I'm not going to be able to manage this, so I'm going to stop. So I don't want you to get too carried away. Be realistic from the very, very, very start about what is doable within your life. Of course, you'll have weeks where you'll do more, weeks where you'll do less. That's absolutely fine. But try not to start with so much enthusiasm and going for it so much that you then can't maintain it afterwards and that's going to make you feel bad. So yeah, try not to get carried away. Also, don't expect willpower to get you through. She is a really fickle friend. She'll be there for you sometimes and then she's just going to dump you. She will dump you just like that. So yeah, try and stop depending on willpower because that is just not a great tool to keep going. Be prepared for that reality of things from day one. Right, number two, know that progress and motivation goes up, down and sideways and that that is okay. Again, fact is you will not maintain the same motivation forever and stop expecting to. Stop expecting to maintain that same feeling that you had in that first week or two. It's not going to stay because when we expect it, the minute it starts to wane, we get frustrated and we start to give up. So instead, go with it. Know that it's a ride that has its ups and its downs. Some weeks you're going to really feel it and some weeks you're really not going to. So plan for the weeks when you're not going to and enjoy the weeks when you are going to feel motivated. Okay, so as always, it's having a plan. Like, what am I going to do? I know that at some point I'm going to be demotivated. What is my plan for when that happens rather than waiting for it and then scrabbling around at the last minute? So what is your plan for those weeks where you feel demotivated? Do you maybe go, actually, what I'm going to do, instead of trying to do what I was doing the last couple of weeks, I'm just going to do some stretching this week. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to prove to myself that I can still keep moving just in a different way. So have a plan in place. You've got to have a plan. Number three, think about your long term, not just the next few weeks. Quite often, you know, again, I do talk about this a lot. The diet culture thing is a quick fix, isn't it? Lose a stone in the next six weeks, drop a dress size in the next month, we want a quick result. We want to think that we can get up, we can get started, 
we can do this thing, we can put in the effort for a few weeks and then we're done. We're done and dusted. The goal is there and we can like move on and get back to normal in our lives, don't we? And also what that means is when we do think short term, if we do have a week or two out of the game, it's going to feel like it's ruined all our efforts. We give up and we have to start all over again. So instead, I want you to focus on a longer term vision. More of that's coming in a minute because that's going to be our little visualization exercise. But know that reaching our goals often takes longer than we think they will. They often require more effort than we think they will. And they also require us to be able to adjust our expectations and adjust that plan as needed. As I said in point two, be prepared to change things. Be prepared to have that plan when motivation starts to wane a little bit. When we have a week where we maybe don't feel quite like doing the work, have that plan, adjust your expectations and adjust the plan as needed. For example, I was talking to a client a little while ago and she sort of said to me, she said, oh, I just need to be in a routine and I know that I'm not going to be the next few weeks, so it's going to be really hard. So already she'd set herself up for this idea that, oh, well, it's going to be really hard. Not sure if I'll do very much. But if that's your reality, you're going to plan for it. So we made a plan together. We sat down. We said, right, no, we're not going to let that block us because that that thought right now is blocking you from feeling like you're going to do anything. And the thought that's going to keep going through your head is, well, I'm not in a routine, so I can't do it. I'm not in a routine. I can't do it. Instead, let's say, okay, you're not going to be in a routine for the next few weeks. How do we get around that? What is our plan going to be? So she's got three young kids and we made a plan. Her plan was, I asked her, I said to her, what do you think you could do to make sure that you continue over the next few weeks? What is going to help you? And she said to me, well, actually, I think if I can do the workout earlier in the day, that's going to help me because if I leave it till later and I say I'll do it later, I know it won't happen because I'll be too tired. Okay, brilliant. So you're going to work out earlier in the day, but how are you going to make sure that happens? Okay, well, we're going to make sure that you do it while the baby naps. Okay, so the baby's napping. The older kids can have their half an hour of TV in the morning or whatever while you do that. The other thing you're going to do is get your gym kit ready first thing, put it on first thing, because then you are setting yourself up already. You're setting that expectation that, hey, I'm going to do this exercise. But then the other thing you're going to do is you're going to chat with the older kids and you're going to talk to them in advance about the fact that you need this important time for you. Get them bought into it. Help them to understand that they are helping you by giving you that half an hour of space to get on with the thing that you need to get on with. You've got a plan then. So even if if you're not in routine, you know that you've got a plan. You've got a plan for that time. The kids are going to be around, but we are going to work around this. So, you know, again, it's also thinking in the long term for that, because if you just think about the next few weeks, you're going to be going, oh, well, I'm not going to be in routine. I'm not going to be able to do the ex- as much exercise as I want to. It's going to be really hard. Let's let can it. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Whereas if we do this and we say, right, we know it's going to be busy. We know it's not going to be 100% ideal. But what we're going to do is we're going to work with it. We're going to work with it and we're going to make a plan. Okay, so that's number three. Number four, tap into your intrinsic goals. We're going to do a visualization on this in a second, which I have done with clients a few times and they have found it really, really helpful, a very different way to think about things. And what I mean by intrinsic goals is the internal, the heart-led, the emotion-led goals, because quite often we're led by, I need to lose weight, I want to drop a dress size, I need to go on a diet, I hate how my thighs look, I hate how my tummy looks, blah, 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 blah ad infinitum. And we are led always by an external vision of what we want to look like, or, you know, what we think we should look like, or whatever that's going to be. 
but it's really helpful if you can tap into the emotion of it. And I get, I often get clients that saying to me, well, I'm trying to do that, but it's really hard because actually all that, you know, all that keeps coming back to me is, yeah, but you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. And what I would always say to that client is, you're saying to me, you want to lose weight, but what you actually want is to feel more confident. And often when I say that to people, they're like, well, yeah, that's true. And what they've done is they've, they've kind of thought to themselves in the past, well, I want to feel more confident. How can I do that? Oh yeah, weight loss. And it becomes the only way that they can think of to do that. So it, so the goal then becomes weight loss. So when you start to open yourself up to that intrinsic goal, that emotion, that, that kind of thing that you feel in your heart, you start to open up the possibility. So instead of talking about weight loss, or I want to look a certain way, or I want to tone up or whatever it might be, if you start to think, actually, what I really want for myself is I want to feel more confident. I want to feel amazing in myself. I want to feel good. It starts to open possibility up for you because then you start to look around and you go, oh, hang on a minute. So is weight loss the only tool for that? Yes, it may be one of them. It may be something that you do along the way, but there might be other things as well. You know, there might be, uh, you know, reading, there might be work on self, journaling, following more positive accounts on Instagram, that kind of thing. All of those little things that you can add to your toolbox that you can say, well, now, I'm not just depending on this one very narrow measure that's going to determine my confidence. Now I can look at it and I can go, hey, what what else can I do? It's not just about the exercise and the diet now. It's about what other work can I do? What reading can I do? What journaling can I do? What positive influences can I surround myself with? And it really opens you up. It opens possibility for you. And I think it's so important because, you know, I've had clients before who have who have said to me they've been dieting for years and years and years. And they're like, they're still not feeling good about themselves. I did it for years myself. And when they've started to change their perception, when they've started to focus on some of these intrinsic goals, they've actually come back and said, well, in the end, I didn't lose that much weight, but I feel so much better about myself. I feel so much more confident. I feel comfortable in my own skin. I feel good and it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like I have to be on a diet for the rest of my life. It doesn't feel like I have to beat myself up all the time anymore. I actually feel good. I feel so much better than I ever did in all of those years that I was dieting. So intrinsic goals, they are important. They really are. So we're going to do a quick exercise in this. Like I said earlier, what I will do is I'll pop the timestamp into the show notes. So if you want to come back to this, you can do. It only takes about two minutes, but it's a really, really important little goal. So if you can, you're going to sit down, lie down, whatever feels comfortable. You're going to close your eyes and you're just going to start by taking three nice deep breaths. You're going to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Now, I want you to start thinking about how you want to feel in three months or in six months. How you really want to feel, not what you want to weigh, or what you want to look like, but how you want to feel inside. Start to focus on that feeling. And then start to pinpoint where that feeling sits within your body. 
Go find the place that that feeling sits. Start to focus on it. Think about what it looks like. Does it have a shape? Does it have a colour? Is it moving? Is it static? Focus on it. Focus on those things. And then start to intensify that feeling. Let that shape, that colour, whatever it is, let it grow. Let it start to move throughout your whole body and infuse you with that feeling. Let that feeling wash over you. Let that feeling fill you with its light and its positivity. Really enjoy being there. Enjoy feeling that feeling with your whole entire body. And then take another nice deep breath. Breathe all the way out. Let your body relax. And then slowly open your eyes. So this is an amazing exercise to do. It's really simple. You don't even need me telling you how to do it. You can do it yourself. Really simple exercise to do any time you are struggling, any time you're struggling to know what it is you really want, what it is you really want to feel. Use that exercise. And you don't just have to do that in terms of, you know, your fitness and wellness. You could do it in other areas as well. If it's a, you know, a particular work goal or something like that that you've got, like focus on the feeling, focus on the feeling. Okay, so that's number four. And then our final one, number five, listen in to what your body needs and know that that changes. Again, when we start something new, we tend to try and tie ourselves down to a rigid routine. All of a sudden, it's like, right, I'm going to get up at 6.30 every single morning. I'm going to do this workout for 45 minutes. Then this is going to happen. And then I'm going to have this amazing breakfast. And then this other thing's going to happen. And then I'll do this other thing in the evening. And we create this really rigid routine for ourselves, this routine that we think we're suddenly going to manage to do. And then the minute it doesn't happen, the minute you lie in one morning, the minute you uh, have a particularly busy period at work and it doesn't happen, you lose that enthusiasm again. You get frustrated and you stop. So be prepared to be flexible. Know that every day, every week is going to look different and that is okay. And I think that this is in relation to, you know, both your workouts and your nutrition as well. So, you know, for example, some days I have high energy. Some days I'm like, yeah, give me a weights workout to do. I can jump around. I got the energy. And then some days I'm like, oh, that feels like hard work. I'm not sure I want to do that today. Same with food. Some days I uh, need lots of carbs. <laughs> I just do. I need the energy. My body is saying to me, hey, hey, love, come on. You need some energy today. So let's get those carbs in. Some days I'm hungry all day. Some days, I want salad. Some days I don't think about what I'm going to eat for hours on end and I'm okay. These things often go with our cycle as well. You know, certain times of the month, these things are going to happen more than others. But work with that. Because again, when we, when we are tied down to that rigid routine, that rigid like, right, I must only eat 1500 calories a day and I must exercise five days a week for 45 minutes at a time. That is really rigid. That is really hard to maintain. So instead, 
try being a bit more flexible. Try to work with your body and what your body is telling you and start to learn the difference between can't be bothered and genuine fatigue and tiredness. Because once you know the difference, then you know that some days you just got to give yourself a kick up the bum, get off the sofa and do the work. And you know that some days you actually need to just have a nice stretch or you need to stay on that sofa and that's okay as well. And like I say, it's often related to your cycle as well. You know, over the 28 days of the month or however long your cycle is, you might find that sometimes you're feeling more energized, more enthusiastic, more ready to go. Other times you're going to want to go within yourself. You're going to want to slow down and you're going to want to rest. And that is fine. So don't be so rigid. Listen to your body. Know what it needs. Right. So there you have it. So to wrap up, number one, do not get carried away. Don't go hell for leather from day one. You're not going to sustain it. Number two, know that progress and motivation goes up, down and sideways. And that is okay. Stop expecting the motivation to go on forever. Number three, think about your long term, not just the next few weeks. So set out maybe what you want to be doing, feeling, thinking in six months, in a a year's time. Then the odd week or two out of the game is not going to feel like you've ruined it. Number four, tap into your intrinsic goals. Be led by your heart. Think about the emotion that you want to feel rather than the simple numbers of it all and try that visualization. It really works. And number five, listen in to what your body actually needs and know that that is going to change from week to week, from month to month, from day to day. And that is okay too. Start to listen in, start to recognize the signals. So what do you think? Does that feel like it would help you to create a more consistent routine? Do you think it's worth putting in a bit of work on this up front to give you a better chance of success down the road? Are you going to try the visualization? Do you think that's going to help you? Or if you have tried it, did it help? How did it feel to do that? Let me know. Let me know if you do the visualization. Let me know if you do the work. Let me know what you think about it and if it will help you to sow a few seeds that are going to help you to have a brilliant fit autumn and do things maybe a little bit differently next time. Right. I'm going to love you and leave you there. Until next time, thank you so, so much for joining me and I'll see you again very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.